you're listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials and partners discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. In this special In the Spotlight edition of the podcast, Dayton Mayor Jeffrey Mims will be talking with Alicia Murray, CEO of Daybreak, Dayton's only shelter for homeless youth. Hello. And uh, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of In the Spotlight with Mayor Mims. And so today, my special guest is, because all my guests are special, okay, <laughs> all my guests are special. Okay, Miss Alicia Murray, all right, with Daybreak. Okay, so talk to us a bit, just first of all, about your bank, uh, background, and then also about what uh, Daybreak means to you, and we'll get into some of the details here later on, because uh, I do want to say that because uh, I've been, I guess, for your last couple of fundraisers, the last mm-hmm. several years, and um, uh, I was impressed to hear you, your guests, and uh, other members who were there talking about some of the uh, important things that are happening relative to Daybreak. So, kick it off. Well, thank you, Mayor, for having me. It's great to be here. I'm Alicia <coughs> Murray. I am the CEO of Daybreak. I, my background is I'm also a licensed social worker, and I've been mm-hmm. working in social services for over 23 years. Most of that time has been with youth and young adults. For me, working at Daybreak is I'm passionate about our mission and our vision, and helping youth in our community gain stable housing is really important to me. Okay. All right. So, Athens University or Athens State University? Athens State University. Athens State. Okay. Yes. So, so, you guys don't have the same reputation that Athens has as being the party school in the nation. No, sir. Yeah. No, I will tell you, those are my younger days. Okay, so. all right, okay, all right, good, <laughs> that's, that's fine, appreciate that. So, uh, again, background, there's so many things I look at in terms of your licensed uh, independent social worker, of course, and supervisor in that space, your bachelor's, bachelor's degree in criminal justice as well, mm-hmm. and in fact, if you also have a master's uh, from Wright State. Yes. And that master's is in applied behavioral science. Yes, Okay, I got a master's as well from Central State. I mean, I was that one too, but also um, Wright State. You're a marauder? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I am. Yes, I married I am. one, so I'm very okay. familiar with the marauders. Okay, good, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, good taste. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the aspect, but you've been married for 14 years, right? Yes. Okay. And you have two uh, young people? Yes. Okay. I have a 21 year old son and I have a 13 year old daughter. Okay. All right, special. So, very special. So, uh, with Daybreak, uh, you just highlight a couple of things in terms of how you try to create the best conditions you can for them to be um, positive uh, contributors as far as our society is concerned. Yes. Okay. So, can you elaborate on that a little bit? So, the youth that we serve are ages 10 to 24. Okay. And we have different points of entry for those individuals. Our goal is to help youth coming in dealing with homelessness and housing instability, opportunities to gain permanent housing along with permanent employment, as well as developing life skills to help them become self-sufficient. Okay. You know, I was uh, extremely, extremely impressed when I was there um, the, what, that meant, four months ago, mm-hmm. I guess it's the event, and listening to not just some of the individuals who are currently involved in your program, but some who were uh, former participants in the program. Yes. Those who have moved. And even one of your, your associate directors, um, I think she has Alicia, is her first name as well? Um, um, our associate director? I thought it was associate director. 
Maybe, maybe not, but there's another person. Oh, our board chair. Board chair. Our Alicia Eilers. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So what role does she play in that, uh, in, in the, the work that she uh, performs as far as your organization is concerned? So Alicia has an amazing story, and I won't go into her story, but mm-hmm. she's currently our board chair okay. for our board of trustees. She actually was a former <clears throat> client at Daybreak. Okay. So for her, giving back to Daybreak just... It's phenomenal because she's lived the experiences a lot of our youth have had and can connect to them in a way that a lot of us can't. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, she's passionate about ensuring that every youth has an opportunity of success. Okay. Yeah, clearly that was obvious Mm -hmm. in terms of what was happening from that perspective. So when you look through um, the the challenges, uh, what are uh, some of your biggest challenges? The aspect of um, not having enough space Mm -hmm. for all the young people that you have uh, to me at your door knocking at the same time uh, are the situations where you have some young people who are in and you need to excuse them. Um, can you talk about some of those kinds of things for a bit in terms of what uh, type of experiences you have in dealing with uh So Daybreak deals a lot with keeping current on the trends in the community. So a lot of our youth and young adults come to us with a lot of different barriers, right? It could be mental illness. It could have a criminal background. They could be a young parenting youth. Um, that has a small child or pregnant. Um, They can come to us just having evictions on their record. Mm -hmm. Um, Nonetheless, they come to us with the sense of understanding that they have to work out those challenges. So for us in our emergency shelter, it's more or less having room for them because we stay Mm -hmm. at occupancy in our emergency shelter for our adults because we only have 16 beds. So we actually have hotlines where youth will call in asking for opportunities to come in. So we try to stay connected to them and then get them connected to other outside resources until we can get them in our shelter. But they come with challenges. Our goal is to help them get stably housed. The great thing about it is if they're receptive to our support, they're able to get what their needs are okay. as far as getting them met. Okay. So the um, those who are school age, mm-hmm. how do you work with them in conjunction with Uh, the responsibilities that they have in the um, educational system? So we have a minor age shelter, ages 10 to 17, and we have eight beds in that shelter. So when youth come in, we immediately assess them to see what their needs are. Obviously, we work with either the, the caregiver or with the systems involved, like Children's Services or Montgomery County Juvenile Court. Um, We try to keep them connected to their school districts. So obviously we encourage them to stay enrolled in school. So we Mm -hmm. usually partner with the local schools to ensure the child gets to school if they're enrolled. We do find, unfortunately, a lot of our youth have may have dropped out of school. So that creates a barrier, but we try to work with the youth as well as their caregivers to get them reconnected. So you guys are up, uh, helping with the homework as well? Yes, we actually have processes. tutors. Yeah, yeah we have yeah. tutors that come mm-hmm. in. Uh, we actually were starting that program with DPS where we're going to have tutors come in and assist our youth and our young adults with completing a homework assignments or helping them prepare for testing of some sort. But, yes, our goal is to help them with their educational mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. You know, I first became aware of uh, Daybreak uh, some decades ago when I was uh, director of the uh, New Futures Program. Uh, which is working in partnership with the social service agencies as well as uh, Dayton Public Schools and uh, being funded by the uh, NEA Casey Foundation. And we, uh, again, we're looking to find all those agencies that have some youth-serving responsibilities mm-hmm. and then try to coordinate as best we could so we could uh, close the gaps, if you will, that children were falling through. Uh, I know the aspect of keeping them connected 
mm-hmm. as well as with the, uh, the, the counselors and the associates that we had. We had these community associates who sort of function as like a counselor between working with the teacher as well as working with the student, working mm-hmm. with the parent, and again, those social service agencies. The, the aspect of having more and more of our principals become aware, because that was a challenge sometimes, that they did not seem to have their background, the background to understand what Daybreak actually did. Right. And they didn't see it. And sometimes some of them thought it was a, a burden, if you will, to have to take that special additional time to uh, work with uh, some of your representatives to uh, make sure that, again, the kids did not fall through the cracks. Uh, what type of things that you are you doing right now to help keep those processes moving in the right direction? So we believe in partnering with community providers and our stakeholders. So we have an employment and education program that not only looks at helping our youth develop soft skills and learn skills to gain and maintain employment, but also look at any educational barriers. So a lot of our youth may be looking at getting their GED or looking to get a certification maybe in a certain trade or go back to school in the community. So our staff are assigned to the clients individually to work with them getting them access back to the community if they want to go to school or if they want to get their GED. But we find that that's a barrier. Mm -hmm. Education and employment is a huge barrier for our youth. Okay. Now, you know, of course, uh, with me me being mayor and being a former educator, that uh, education and working with our young people is high on my list Mm -hmm. in terms of how we create the best conditions for them. Uh, Being chair of the National League of Cities Mayor's uh, Conference and Task Force on Youth and on Education, I should say, the aspect of how we all want to have the best citizens that we can mm-hmm. uh, in every one of the cities, uh, the communication that we have arrived at in my last conference in, uh, in Atlanta was talking about if you want to have great citizens, you have to grow them. Okay, so the work that we do as adults in terms of working with the school system, working with all those social service agencies such as yourselves to help create this pipeline of uh, not just the education about what's happening, but vehicles on how to move to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, raising the medium income, which we have been fortunate to be able to do in Dayton over the last uh, 10 years, to go from 28000 to $38,000 in terms of that space. Wow. But it's, it's, it's major, uh, even though that's, we don't want to stop there, of course, but the issue in terms of getting more and more of our young people into jobs once they come out. And understanding, and we're not just about talking about just a job. We're talking about a career. Mm-hmm. Um, this region, because of so much of the good work that's happened with some of the outside investors, uh, the business uh, community, as far as the city of Dayton is concerned, things and donations, contributions from both the state level and the federal level, we have more and more jobs that are coming into Dayton. And one of the reasons why I'm really happy to talk with you today is to talk about how we can help make some connections uh, with those. Um, Air taxis, that's a big issue we talk about a lot. You know, 2,000 jobs and uh, $500 million coming to Dayton, uh, Biggie. We have another uh, situation with um, Sierra Nevada, which has a big hangar, 150 jobs, jobs that are, like, giving us salaries of almost $11 million in terms of things that are happening from that perspective. I want to have more and more of our young people in the city of Dayton take those type of jobs, to be prepared for those type of jobs and be able to go to the next level. So in addition to those places being there, mm-hmm. we also have more partnerships being developed with um, Wright State, you know, with Central State, with Wilberforce, with UD, and of course with Sinclair. 
and making more and more of us aware of those situations is going to put us in a better situation, if you will, so that more and more of our young people can take advantage of those jobs. So, you know, that's, I think, probably one of the biggest roles I have as mayor, and I, I, I take that challenge happily. Uh, because, again, you make a lot of people happy when you put money in their pocket. <laughs> okay. This is so, true. Right. But that's fantastic, yeah. though. I mean, and it's giving back into the community, and right. it gives our youth an opportunity to thrive. Yep. Yeah, because yep. one thing that we try to do at Daybreak is set up our youth for success, and mm-hmm. we understand that, that that's through education, it's through employment, it's through empowering them to know they have purpose and that they matter just like everyone else does in the community. Right. So to hear these opportunities that you're talking okay. about <clears> – <throat> are great opportunities for our youth okay. and young adults as well. Okay, yeah, we'll stay connected because sometimes the, even when I talk to the contractors that are busy doing work, they say the only thing that slows them down mm. is the aspect of not having enough workers. Oh. Okay, not having enough workers. And so that's a big challenge for us as well as the, uh, the, them uh, as well. And trying to find people who are uh, connected. And I know it's challenging uh, for, for you because you have young people who already have come to you with challenges. Yes. You know, trying to move them into some of the other special areas is probably more of a, a hurdle sometimes than probably you would like to have. So have you had any success in terms of, of moving young people uh, directly into some of these uh, careers, if you will? Or are you really... Um, I don't say satisfied, but you, you, of course you've got to be satisfied that you just get them on the right track to the point where they can graduate and be able to take care of themselves. But being able to go to the next level, is that another um, a challenge that you're willing to accept as well? Absolutely. Okay. The great thing about our youth is we outline a goal with them, their okay. goals. So the goals are led by them. So when they're successful in achieving the goals they've outlined for themselves, that is true success. And a lot of our youth go on to be homeowners. Mm-hmm. Some have joined and enlisted in the services sure. and they're active duty service members. Some are working in our communities. And we've actually been able to hire some of our youth back as a peer support specialist because they decided they, decided they wanted to give back because of what they've received. So success looks different for our youth depending upon their goals, Mm -hmm. but the great thing about it is it's their goals, and we're just a part of the journey in helping them achieve them. Okay. You know, so there's some things that are happening. I don't want to make, I want to make sure that we don't leave here without talking about some of the fundraising opportunities that you guys are are involved in. So you have a a list, some thoughts, contacts, whatever the case may be, where individuals or organizations who want to find a way to contribute to the success that you guys are currently experiencing that will move you, again, in the, in the right direction with a little bit more speed. Absolutely, and thank you for that, Mayor. Yeah. So there's two ways offhand I can think of. You know, go to our website, www.daybreakdayton.org, to give there, or call us um, at 395-4600 and ask for our development department. They can give that way. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to do both of those again, a little bit more, more, more slowly. Oh, okay, I talk <laughs> okay. kind of fast. Okay. Yeah, a little bit more slowly. Um, so okay. you can give to our website, which is www.daybreakdayton.org, okay. Or call us at area code 937-395-4600 and ask for our development department. Okay, okay. Yeah, talk kind of fast. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I made my, my pledge in terms of doing some things as well. I'm very happy to do that because, again, it's a good uh, project. So I continue to try to do something every year. To, and we uh, appreciate your support, yeah. sir. No, no, very much so. Thank you. But uh, um, it's important, again, as I mentioned earlier, how we – put ourselves in a position where more and more of our young people are experiencing uh, these opportunities for success. 
Uh, is there anything that you have on site, if you will, um, that is a directory, if you will, to either maybe, like some cases we go to libraries and you see different things, pamphlets for college or pamphlets for different job opportunities. you have anything of that nature that's happening from that perspective? So... At, at our agency, there's different areas they can walk into to get information on any of our services and programs. Okay. But we also have Lindy's, where our youth are employed and receive a stipend. They go through a 12-week work curriculum mm -hmm. program where they learn how to prepare meals. They learn soft skills on basically how to show up for work on time, how to interact well with their coworkers and their supervisor. That's a gateway into our youth getting employment because for okay. some of them, they may have never had any prior employment. Okay. So it's a great place for them to learn, per se. Okay. But definitely when you can come into any of our buildings, which is at 605 South Patterson and our 701 South Patterson Boulevard mm -hmm. locations, okay. you can get information on our services. Okay. And so you got, are you working with clothes at work that, uh, to help address some of those issues in terms of making sure that those who are moving out to those spaces have the appropriate things to wear? We work with actually a lot of providers that okay. help with our youth having appropriate clothes for interviews and appropriate clothes for everyday work or shoes if they work at a factory. Um, we also help with transportation mm -hmm. so that our youth can be successful in getting back and forth to work once they start working. Okay. So you guys are ahead of the game. You've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> 1975. You've been, been doing this for a minute, so it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not totally new. And, and I just really wanted to make sure that we expand, if you will, the knowledge about what's happening yes. to let people see and feel your energy in terms of uh, the Appreciate process that's working. Because I know I was really energized when I was there um, again uh, several months ago in terms of listening to so many great stories about what was happening from that perspective. I know we had, um, I think we had a legislator who came down from um, Columbus mm -hmm. who was involved in the process as well. I can't think of his name right now. I know him well because I see him all the time. But the aspect of how much work is being done uh, statewide Yes. if you will, in terms of how we address these issues and trying to get more money from the state level to move into uh, protecting some of the young people. What would you think um, would make um, your program easier? Uh, or your, uh, How would you identify making it easier? Will it be uh, additional students, bigger spaces, uh, more diverse funding, more marketing, where people are understanding what's happening from that perspective? Uh, if you would have a list, a wish list, if you will, what would that look like? So if I had a wish list, I would have a larger emergency shelter. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, we only have 16 young adult beds and eight beds for our minor age youth. So we say at occupancy, I would love mm -hmm. the opportunity to have more shelter space to take in more youth and young adults so that we can actually meet that need in the community because we don't want our youth on the streets. We want to keep mm -hmm. them safe. We want, to have them, we want them to have access to services, and that's the best way to get them off the streets. Um, wish list item two, I will say, is I think we have great partnerships in Dayton. I'm not saying because I love Dayton, okay. but we're doing some great things. Yeah, we're doing some great <laughs> okay. things in Dayton, and I will say I'm seeing a lot of collaborative efforts by other community providers where we're mm -hmm. working together, where one can help in this area and one can help in another area. And I think we really are coming together. Mm -hmm. So outside of emergency shelter having more space, obviously funding is always a need, right? That's okay. a, it's a shared issue that we all have right. in the nonprofit world. Right. Okay. Is there anything I missed? <clears throat> I will say we turn 50 years old next year. Okay. 
So, so next year um, we will turn 50 years old, and we're excited about that. It's a monumental landmark for us in the sense of we've been around for a long time. It's my hope that people, I always say this, daybreak is known but not known well. So it's my hope for people to know what we do and that we desire to meet the needs of homeless youth in this community by getting the word out and basically saying we're here to help. Okay. So for your board members, what, what are the qualifications, uh, the experience level uh, necessary to be a board member? Just we, we like to have a diverse board. Currently, we, okay. we've done a great job of that. Just people who are passionate about supporting our mission and our vision and helping us eliminate homelessness in the community for youth and young adults. Mm-hmm. So there's really not any qualifications, per se, other than having a desire to want to serve um, and get their hands dirty, per se, um, and help us achieve the work. Okay, so I want to make sure I got everything covered that you need to have covered because I know the marketing piece, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Thank you. Uh, because the aspect of making sure more people had aware of what was happening from that perspective and making sure people knew they had a very dynamic leader. Thank you, in, sir. In Appreciate process, it. Uh, and, and speaks with the smile and also speaks from the heart Thank in you. terms of what's happening from that perspective. So yes. uh, if you left out anything... We still got a couple more minutes. Well, I just want to say thank you again for the opportunity okay. to come and share about Daybreak. I am passionate about what we're doing there. Clearly, and there. there's so okay. much work that we have to do, and I'm excited about leading us in those efforts to accomplish okay. that work. Okay. But it's definitely going to be a community effort. I really believe in rallying behind other community leaders and doing this work together because I believe in investing in, in Dayton. Okay. We are a great city. We're a mighty city. And I believe we're getting some amazing things done. And we, we get them done together. Yeah, appreciate that. You know, the, the aspect, and I will say this, because people hear me say this all the time, <clears throat> the aspect of making Dayton the best place mm-hmm. for someone to live, uh, work, play, be educated, uh, raise a family, and grow old. Yes. Okay. And, and so um, those things have happened. Our, our population has stabilized in terms of moving in the right direction. And, again, we talked about the aspect of the um, – uh, in medium income has mm-hmm. continued to um, to increase. Uh, we want it to be higher. I, mean, I would like to see Dayton in the next five, ten years, maybe be back a middle class city again. So I certainly would appreciate uh, your role in, in terms of how uh, helping to make that happen. So again, my appreciation to you, my appreciation to your board. Thank you, and thank you again for being on, on the in the spotlight with Mayor Mims. Thank you. Thank you for your service. No, thank, thank you. you. So, I appreciate you as well. All right. So, thank you. Thank you. So, so thank you again, and uh, to my guests, uh, those who are watching, again, pitch in, help out, listen to what's happening, and give that website information again one more time, nice and slow. So www.daybreakdayton.org, or feel free to call us at area code 937-395-4600 and ask for our development department. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you so much again, and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the latest news about what's happening in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, please email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.